It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Missing the Points. We're back on the podcast. Uh, I've, I've made my journey to the podcast all the way from the fucking Mensa meeting that was the comment section of our TikTok and uh, YouTube over the course of the weekend. Love the fans, love the engagement, but, you know, I'm quite casual about it. I I feel uh, we had a really good pay-per-view yesterday. I know that you guys are on a different time zone than me, but I was done by 5 p.m. I didn't even really know what to do with myself. I watched Old Henry, which I had never seen, really enjoyed it. Uh, had What? You, you you like it, Ben? You like that movie? Dude, you recommended that movie to me last I year. I think I said it looked good. I don't know if I yeah. can't. Oh, my God. I love, oh, I love it. I it was so, it so good. Much. So good. It was just ah, the, I don't want to spoil anything for the listeners, but the twist at the end actually was quite well done, I thought. Yeah. Um, Bruce Willis yeah. was a ghost the whole time. It was wild. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I fucking hate that guy. Not Bruce Willis. Uh, M. Night Shyamalan, okay. but uh, I don't even think The Sixth Sense was that good. I don't even know if he's ever made a good movie, to be okay. honest. Okay. Uh, but we're here to talk about the UFC. Uh, stands for the Ultimate Fighting Championship. See, I'm not that fucking casual. I know that. Um, and we had a really good card, I thought. I, I you know, the, the early prelims, there was about 30 fucking fights in the early prelims, which is cool. They just, I like when they do that because they just, it's just, there's no break in between the walkouts. There's one person after the other. The prelims are cool. I enjoyed all of it, but... The main event, I, I really can't. I'm champing at the bit to talk about because during the walkouts, I thought Kamaru was kind of trying to convince himself that he was still Kamaru Usman, even though he had been told and the world had been told that he was human with headshot dead. And I, you know, Leon, I was a little nervous about his body language going into the ring. And as I told you guys, I'm a certified doctor in body language. I, I was a little nervous about it. But what I realized what looking back is that I think he was just like, fine. <laughs> he was just like walking into the octagon completely okay and that showed in the in the fight itself matt i uh i doubled down in order to try and make some of my money back that i had lost over the course of the card because my bets i wasn't necessarily wrong about the fights but my bets were stupid and i did make some money back just doubling down on leon because i just thought to myself you know what like it is hard to recover from a fucking knockout like that but despite that what i thought leon did really well was what I think his game plan was in the last fight, but he got tired. He, Yeah, I mean, a couple fingers and gloves, but the risk control that he was showing in order to not stay on the ground and, and explode out at random times and, like, really make sure that he just wasn't going to get kept up against the fence or kept on the ground and, like, you know, have Kamaru lay on him. He got out of there almost every time it happened, and and I think I think it, it just showed that Kamaru Usman is kind of who he thought he was. He has that one thing. You know, I mean, I know he's not guys out, 
But maybe Masvidal wasn't as good as everybody thought going into that fight. Who knew? <laughs> uh, he only had, he only lost like 15 times up until that point before he need Ben Askren in the head. But I think Leon getting out of there was the game plan in the first place. I think he's really improved his wrestling. He's a really good athlete. And once they were on the feet, Kamara didn't have shit for him. So, I mean, it was it was probably not the smartest money that I made all night. But once the fight actually started getting going, I was like, not that surprised. What did you think? No, I, I'm proud of you for doing it. I wish I had followed you. You gave me every opportunity to. And I think I responded to your text with you because I, I could. You did. I, yeah, <laughs> you did. I, could, I just I could not perceive a fight with Kamaru Usman trying to get his belt back where he was going to just kind of stand in there and take weird shots and not shoot for the legs. You know, he was nervous. Times around. I think he, he was looked, nervous about getting knocked out again, to be honest. Nervous. He looked like he was pacing a fight that he was already winning the whole time, which was such a bizarre kind of position. Like we've seen him do that where in the first two rounds, he has a total of eight minutes of control. And then the last three rounds, he's just going to coast and walk around the ring with you, send in some shots, maybe shoot a leg, but not really going to pressure the fight because he's a boring fighter. He just, he literally did that the whole fight and he took some nasty shots from Leon in the process. He Leon took a head rolled. kick. He took oh, a head man. kick that glanced a little bit off his shoulder. And I think that's just, what saved his life. He just rolled it just a little bit, but man, he did. You said it. He doesn't look like the same guy. It looks like that head kick actually uh, may have changed the course of his career and good for us because he's the most boring champ we've ever had. Yeah. Him and Khabib. But I wonder, <laughs> I want to just slide that in. <laughs> I wonder Ben, you know, you're going into a fight. Have you ever fought a guy twice? Have you ever fought the same guy twice? No, I uh, I had the opportunity to. And it's funny that you say that because one of the bigger opportunities that I had, I got the opportunity for a rematch because the fight was close. And the rules of the uh, new fight, I believe, were in my favor based on Why? my skill set. So it wasn't uh, it wasn't five rounds. It was a three rounder. And uh, the, the kid who I was fighting physically outclassed me in the in the in rounds four and five i really thought that i had him in rounds uh, one two and three i I ended up losing the second round because of a knockdown but i still thought i beat him besides that um but uh it was a k1 rules i I had way better boxing than him and i thought i would go out there and and, uh, smoke him but opportunity fell through he got sick but you at least thought about it right you at least started a game plan for it in your head going into a a, a rematch situation and you lost the first one is is as the person who didn't win the first fight and again the same situation as Kamara sort of had where it's like well I had him in those first few rounds I think I have better this I think I have better that don't you think Kamara should have maybe just added something surprising to his game in that year layoff that they had in between those fights like I really think there was an overconfidence issue in certain areas where he came in going I'm just going to do the same it was working I just he caught me with a lucky head kick but Leon was like I'm just going to keep improving all these areas of my game. And now I felt this pressure and I know what this pressure feels like. I know how he does it. And I know how I'm going to get out of it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, man, it, it that, that's a, that's hitting the nail on the head. Uh, Usman came back in, looked incredibly confident, obviously in the walkout. And I, I try not to put too much stock in, in body language and stuff like that. And not I, like, sir. In, unless we're seeing like a horrific body language. Like what was the girl's name? Who was fighting Megan? Some the, the tall, the tall yeah, girl remember she was walking and she looked her, her ass beat yeah yeah, the yeah. one that fought uh, uh, dan hardy's wife what was her name let me look go keep going the so came out obviously thought he was just going to go do the same thing again and to his credit he's done that 
every single time he's fought. He, he's an incredibly difficult pressure fighter to deal with. Hits hard, uh, obviously not super exciting, stomps your foot into oblivion, but, uh, you know, he, he does his thing and he wins fights. But, wow, Jesus, man, that was crazy to watch that last night. After And, and I know that we have to account for the... Uh, uh, fighting at altitude the, the, the second where, fight. Where, where did they fight? Where did they fight the first were time? Were they in Denver? Were they were they actually? Yeah, yeah, so, something like that. They they fought at altitude and it really looked. I hadn't ever seen him get tired like that before. But right. second fight, his cardio looked great. Looked, we we all said it right after the first round. Like he did that thing that you do. I mean, I've experienced this in the few times that I've actually had a cardiovascular like my cardiovascular levels higher. He did that thing you're able to do when you you are in really good shape where you remember to get your breath back by taking a big deep breath through your nose, blowing it really fast out your mouth, and then you're back, right? Yeah. And it's like, I saw him do that, and I was like, oh, his cardio is better. Like, he he's yeah. just, he's good, he's calm, because I've noticed in, in, in the experiences I've had in situations like that, where it's like, if your adrenaline's high, you don't remember to breathe right. And I felt, I looked at Leon, and he was like, he was just remembering to, like, keep his breath like in the right place. He was remembering to, like, not, you know, not let the adrenaline dump on him a little bit. And, like, I think that, I think that he was well aware of the fact that his cardio is what let him down in the first fight. And he won the first round in the, or in the second fight, I should say. And he won the first round in that fight. And I think it was if his cardio didn't let him down, I think he could have kept doing what he was doing. And look, it happened. He could not hold him down the way he's, hold, he's held other guys down. And it's the fact that they fought three times is a factor in that. Um, I will say I took a little shit on our on our TikTok for saying that he wasn't he's not very good on the mic. He isn't. He isn't. Like, I, yeah. I stand by that. Like. People are like, headshot dead. I'm like, yeah, it was, it was all right. It was cool. And he had like the people chanting it and stuff. What I will say for Leon, though, is when Kamaru walked across the octagon and tried to like intimidate him and he just like put the gun up in his face and started doing that. I was like, that's actually some cool shit. He's not scared at all. <laughs> like This is, yeah. this is no, going to be a good fight at the very least, right? He, he implemented a really good gameplay, man. His footwork, uh, he was switching stances, cutting the angle and making Usman pursue him which I didn't really think was the way that he would win that fight. I thought getting out there and meeting him and, and keeping Usman on his heels would be the way to beat him because Usman always beats you in a pressure fight. Yeah. In, in a battle of attrition against Usman, you lose. Right. But he was able to keep cutting the angle, keep cutting the and angle. He, and I was and getting nervous because he was letting himself get backed up a little bit. But then every time he, he, he got that just too close to the cage, he would just move. He would just circle. And he was circling in a way where he wasn't going to circle into any kind of power shot that Usman threw because he was hitting his way out of those situations he was like making Usman think or like moving his hands and like you know hand fighting and then just like dipping out which I thought was genius honestly it was like really really clever yeah real uh, master class in hand trapping that fight yeah, yeah catching yeah, over yeah. the and throwing over the yeah. top but that first body kick that we saw in the first round I think that really told the, the tale of the yeah, yeah yeah Colin pretty much folded him with the body yes. kick and then yep. it was just different the entire time also that, awesome. that kick that you know that kick he was just watching for it the entire time because like edwards's thing i think was like i can just kick you in the body like this all day and if you lean into it and it becomes a head kick that's fine but he was waiting to throw the full-blown head kick until the later rounds again which was smart michael bisbing who spent the entire night uh basically still yet again not making any fucking sense actually made a good point actually made a good point during this fight and dc like kind of made fun of him and i was like you made fun of him for this, but like you didn't leave you, like any of the other stupid shit that he was saying for the entire fight. And we'll go on to the fact that Justin Gagey called him out too, which is funny. But he made the point where he was like, he's not very articulate. He's a fucking idiot. But he he was trying to say, and I was agreeing with him in the moment where he like he got Usman got caught with a cup 
kick, which was one. The first one was pretty on his fucking jewels. The second one kind of glanced and Usman kept like looking at the referee. And I think the glove thing had already happened by this point. And yeah, his fingers were in the glove. But I think what we saw later was that like he didn't need to hold his glove to, to get out of those situations. So I don't really think it makes a difference. But what Bisping was saying is he was like, he's not he's he's getting distracted by complaining to the referee. Like he's turning around going, oh, he hit me here. Oh, he did this. And as as much as it's I know it's annoying to like obviously get kicked in the fucking balls or get your glove grabbed or whatever. It's like if you're I feel and speak to this if you can, Ben, and, and I, I don't mean to leave you silent, Matt. I do have questions for you also, but. I, <laughs> I I'm worried they're going to cut another clip of you talking and we're going to have to deal with 14 year olds yelling. Oh, at don't us. worry. They will when we get the Gaethje. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's going to be your moment, but I just am curious to, to, for Ben's expert opinion on this. If you're locked in and it's just like an annoying kind of cup hit, it doesn't hit you flush. It doesn't debilitate you or like bowl you over or he grabs the glove or whatever. If you're locked in and you're confident you're going to beat this guy's ass, I just feel like you're not turning around and being like, come on, ref, like, come on this, come on that. It's like, just power through it and fuck him up. You know, if yeah. you're in there and you're locked in, if you're not worried at all and you don't think you need every little advantage, you're not doing that with the referee, right? Also, can we please stop fucking having her, her being referee big fights? Like, oh, he man. just is so bad. Like, it's crazy how bad he is. He's so unsure of himself. He, like, knows the rules. And I think he's had good moments, but I think he's been through enough like trauma of fucking up fights, which happens to everybody. Every any referee, if you if you do it for long enough, you'll make mistakes. But he just like second guesses himself. He at one point he went up to him and he was like, "This is a hard warning, but I can't give you back the position, so I'm taking a point." And I was like, "Fucking what? Like, yes. What is exactly what he said?" <laughs> yeah. Dude, um, he, he you can tell he's just standing in front six inches in front of the mirror every day thinking about the wrong thing that he got yeah. wrong and he's like never again and you got this herb you got this don't listen to him probably the same yeah. people got in his head as we've been fucking populating our tiktok comments for the last but, 40 hours. but i just wanted to say i think it was i think it was funny mike bisbing of all people being like you're not supposed to be doing that acting like he didn't get his fucking shit rocked by anderson silva doing the exact same thing literally turned to the ref to complain yeah. and silva flying need him well, you know, there was a couple of moments in the Edwards Usman fight where something like there was one moment I remember for specifically where he Edwards kicked him, I think, low on the torso and Usman turned to complain to Herb, Herb Dean and Herb Dean was like, no, it's good. It's good. Yeah. But they both kind of stopped fighting and looked at Herb Dean and I was like, Leon, punch him Get in him. his shit Get when him. he does that, because like for me, there's still a raging debate about when um when Floyd Mayweather hit that hit that poor kid who was trying to hug him for the sixth time and knocked him unconscious. And it's like, guys, I hate to say this and I'm not trying to be a piece of shit. I'm really not. But the fucking thing they don't stop repeating and everybody listening to this podcast knows what I'm about to say is protect yourself at all times. Don't do that. You're going to get fucking killed. If you do that, somebody's going to have the wherewithal to fuck you up. If the referee says stop, you stop. Otherwise, don't. And I think that is a little bit of, of a... Uh, indication of how little control Herb Dean has in there. Like, say what you will about, about like Mark Goddard, right? Like, Mark Goddard is like you're dating a girl and she introduces you to her dad, and it's Mark Goddard, and he has to like tell you the stories of how he used to be a rambunctious youth, you know. And it's just like Jesus fucking Christ, this girl's dad is like, but he's not a terrible referee. Like, he's a, you can tell he's got an ego which should not really have a place in refereeing. But then there was that Rich Mitchell guy who apparently they found in England. I'm sure he's done other fights, but I never really noticed him. Great ref. 
everything he did was he was just very like nope yep like very clear stopped people did this did that and like for me the glove thing for like the rules just need to be like readdressed the glove thing for example i don't care (laughs) i just i just don't give a shit like the referee should get over there and be like take your fingers out of the glove you're not you shouldn't be losing fucking points for that dude like i mean or it and for me this is a crazy thing because when i first started watching mma is when you first started doing it ben it would always be about giving the position back and they never do that anymore. It's they take a point or it's a hard warning and then they're back on the feet and the guys lost the position. It's like, well, you might as well try to fuck around with, with like referee wise. Then that was one hell of a fence grab though on Leon. Again, I mean, it's not his fault. That's a, that's a reflex. Like, Listen, no, your, your I just... reflex is gonna tell you to like to gra- don't make it a fence. The only reason it's a fucking cage, guys, is to make it like more cool and intense. <laughs> so, like, don't blame the fucking fighters for using what's around them. I throw a fucking chair in there for God's sake if it was up to me. So you're talking about fucking fence grabs like they're the worst thing in the world. It's like it, there's a fence right there. Don't make it a fence. Don't make it grabbable. Like, just there's got to be a better way. There's just there has to be a better way, right? Th- than a fucking than a cage that is finger shaped for when you're trying to when someone's trying to drag you down and murder you. Your reflex, Ben, speak to this, please. Like, you have a reflex yeah. to do stuff like this. Yeah, and goddamn, when you actually, it's so funny because before I ever fought in a cage, you look at it and you're like, oh, it's like a cage, like a fence. You do those things. I don't know how we haven't to date lost had somebody lose a toe or some shit like that in right. the because it's like sharp, Dude, right? Those those things are stiff. I remember my first MMA fight at the strip club that you guys came to. <laughs> um, the ne- <laughs> the next day, Dude, I was there back. anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've ben, never been. Ben's, Ben's here too. Um, <laughs> ben my fight? whole back was shredded from right. the cage. Uh, right. It should be. They should really take it back to like a pit fight and like have it be like six foot walls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Just lower it I, down so you can get the camera angles. Of course, of course, you're gonna grab it. I've grabbed it. I've used it to walk with my feet, which is which isn't illegal. Which is which is odd. Where, where do we draw the line with opposable right. thumbs on the on the feet? Because right, we right, right. because you can't right. grab with your feet. But also, like, it's like even the feet the thing. Wall. There's like you're not supposed to be able to interlock your toes or something. It's like. But then you'll not, see the referee coming over and like knocking their hand away. And it's like, all right, I'll take that. Like, that's yeah. fine. You're like, don't let, you know, you can't catch it. Don't let them do it. But yeah, dude, have beaters points. on the outside smashing yeah. the uh, inside of the wall. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, the eye poke thing too. It's like, uh, it, you know, I just feel like there, we know there's better gloves and they don't want to use those gloves because they're not patented to the UFC or whatever. Like yeah, you know, the way yeah. the octagon is patented and like they make money on that, like cage being used in other promotions or whatever. But it's like an eye poke. I can understand an eye poke. It's like, you've changed the course of the fight, Matt. You remember all the John Jones fights where he did that on purpose every single time for sure. <laughs> like you gave him an advantage. There's interviews with DC after their first fight. And he looks like he's losing, going to lose the eye. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's the eye true. Poke, the eye poke, you should lose a point for. I mean, I know that the fucking, I know that the the gloves aren't ideal, but an eye poke and a groin strike, those I understand. A glove grab and a fence grab, I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, well, so with the fence grab, and I think Herb Dean even said it out loud. It's he was he literally stopped a takedown from occurring. So if he doesn't do that, then give him the position. Just give him the position then. Well, the, the real issue I have is that doesn't he get the round anyway? So he's probably going to get the round if he got that takedown anyways. But as far as DC goes, he has like magnets in his eyes. He's been eye poked by so many people. I think it's his height. 
It's just I think he's, he's just short. perfect I was just gonna check say level. It's because he's it's because he's shorter than like every guy he's ever fought because he like Stepe runs over six feet tall. Yeah, Stepe actually touched the back of his skull with an eye poke. It was hor- It was horrendous. Yeah, and that was probably accidental because Stepe seems nice, but uh, oh, but John Jones is John a bad Jones guy. Is- yeah, yeah, he's, he's terrible. All right, fair, yeah. Yes, he is. <laughs> he's a fucking absolutely awful person. So on that note, though, a few things have like sort of occurred from the the fallout of this of this fight. I think, it, you know, you couldn't get, put a gun to Dana White's head and tell you have him tell you this, but I think this is a, was an ideal outcome for this main event. I do I do not think he was loving. Kamara Usman as a as a, a title challenger. I did find it funny. Ali Abdelaziz was definitely on uh, Islam Makachev's fucking phone, being like, "I want him next." And it's like, dude, he just lost. All right, like take your take all your fighters' phones and give them back to their fighters. He doesn't really want to fight Leon Edwards. It's fine. Well, just keep him at one fifty five. It's cool. But a few things that have come up is you know they did this big promotion, essentially promotion of like keeping Kobe a secret, bringing him down to London. Having him like be obnoxious in the in the crowd and be like, oh, it's fucking I'll fight this guy, whatever. He seemed very excited that Leon won because I think he knew that if Leon won, he was getting a shot to fight him again. Nobody wants to see him fight Kamaru again. So then Dana said it's definitely Kobe next, right? That definitely fucks over the Bilal Muhammad's and the Gilbert Burns's of the world. But what I think is happening, and I, you know, I think Ben's face is gonna crinkle up when I say this, but what I think is very clearly happening is I think that they think that. Connor's going to beat Chandler. I think that I think that they're going to have Kobe fight Leon, and I think that it's a win-win giving Connor either Kobe or Leon for the UFC because if it's Kobe or and Leon or <laughs> the first ever spit roast, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, but he goes, he goes. You have him against Kobe. That the, the promotion writes itself. It's just two guys just yelling horrible shit at each other. That fight sells itself. You have him fighting Leon. It's Ireland versus England. It's you know, it's it's a, a stylistic matchup. Maybe benefits Connor a little bit better than if he fights Kobe. I think a lot better than if he fights Kobe. But I think that's what they're doing. And I if the, does that fuck the Bilal Muhammad's of the world? Yeah. Man. But I think Bilal Muhammad might have fucked Dana White's wife because you know who they're putting him against next? Shavkat. Shavkat. Man. What did he do? Dude, yeah. fucking I, wife did he sleep with that he has to go fucking fight Shavkat now? I wouldn't fight Rachmanov for any amount of money. It's just right? no, nothing about that seems fun it, or it fair. It was like cutting over to him. He was there last night. It was cutting over to him when like shit was going down. Like someone was yelling at someone. It was cutting over to Shavkat. He was going. Like, when, <laughs> yeah. when all this stuff was going out, I'm like, that's a scary guy. That yeah. guy's and like the problem with Bala Muhammad is like he's not the most exciting fighter in the world. He's also doubles as a pretty terrible uh, commentator, <laughs> but seems like a nice enough dude. Um, I and he think just wins. He just wins. I'm surprised fight. you don't know him personally, man. But he, it's it, <laughs> what's what's funny is he's just one of those guys where it's like Dane is not. He's not tra- not transparent about who gets title shots and why. And like, this is kind of what I was saying about Leon and the mic skills. And, you know, people were saying on our, on our TikTok and our, our YouTube, they were saying, well, you don't need to be this and this. To, and it's like, you do. Yes, you do. It's, it's part of your job to sell the fights. That's a hundred percent part of your job, guys. I'm sorry. I, I wish yep. it wasn't the case. In fact, I don't, it's part of the fucking fun of watching the sport. So I don't know, but anyway, especially uh, this sport. Uh, Bilal's going to get fed to uh, Shavkat like the Rancor in uh, Jabba's Palace. Gilbert Burns is definitely going to beat the fuck out of uh, Jorge Masvidal. 
And then you have this sort of like Gilbert Burns, who does he fight? But it's there as an option if X, Y, or Z doesn't work out. But there's a lot going on in welterweight now. And I think that's all because Kamara Usman didn't win again. You know, I, I just think it's a lot more fun to put Leon against guys. But Leon, he's gone up a level. And like, honestly, as much as I was ragging on his mic skills and like him not taking advantage of the fact that Kamara Usman is a fucking corny loser uh, as much as he should have. His his game got even better than the last time I saw him. He got a lot better. So all all power to him. And Matt, I know you're champing at the bit to talk about this uh, this next fight. Um, Viziev versus Gaethje. You were right. Here's your flowers. You were oh, totally was I? right. Yeah, I you were right. right. You were right a little, though. I mean, it's like I think both of us like thought maybe one guy was going to be way better than the other guy. And it was honestly was. And I think Ben was actually the only one that was like, no, I think it's going to be a pretty good fight because I don't know, maybe you thought about it instead of just like used your lizard brain to pick the person that you wanted to win. But <laughs> which is probably helpful in, in this uh, talking about maybe. things intelligently business. But I think that uh, I was, first of all, super impressed with his uh, speed. I, I thought it was crazy how fast he was. Ben made a good point about if it was a Muay Thai fight, he would have won on points because of the things that he was doing. Like he the was, variety of the shots. Yeah, he was throwing way more elbows. He was he was a lot more clinical, I think, across the first two rounds. But MMA scoring, you know, Justin was really trying to put him out of out there. And I think we all knew in the third round where he was he kind of he won the third round more decisively than anyone had won the first two. And I'll give I'll give Justin credit. Uh, the thing that I didn't give him credit for because I I think that he has special needs. But the thing I didn't give him credit for in the first uh, show we did in the in the preview is I, I sort of thought that he couldn't hang with a guy as technical as Fiziev because I saw technical guys like technical boxers like Alvarez and Poirier take him apart. What I what I did know to be true is that the step up in competition point you were making wasn't going to really be the case. Like I knew that uh, Fiziev was was good enough to be fighting Justin Gaethje. What I didn't realize, though, when I saw them is I was like, oh, Gaethje's bigger. He's like a lot bigger. So anytime he needed to like use reach, anytime he needed to just sort of take a breather and like, you know, push him away and like whatever he was able to do that. But uh, what do you see happening, Matt, for, for Justin Gaethje now? Because it's like he, he got slapped back down from the from the belt. He is probably the most exciting fighter in the UFC as far as like just box office of his fights, you know, as you know, when he fights. They're like that. You know, that's the oh. Justin Gaethje factor. You got to give him credit for that, for sure. What what happens with him now? Like, who he, he goes and fights Islam. Islam's going to do the same thing to him Khabib did to him. Like, what what happens? Right. That's such a boring fight. I honestly, I, my gut tells me Gaethje versus Poirier is the way to go. And I know Again. what people are saying. Oh, wait, hold on. Everyone, everyone on the internet didn't. I, I knew that they fought. We talked about it. And yeah, it's fine. I'm going to let it go. I really do think that that's the only route you take with him. What do you do again? You can't feed him to Chandler again after McGregor kills Chandler. McGregor and him, That I mean, it's a fun matchup. I just don't think it makes a lot of sense. because oh, I, I like him and Connor fighting. I genuinely do. That would be a lot of fun. I think Leon's going to, if Leon wins this next fight against Colby, which I think he's going to, I think Leon's going to want to fight Connor. I think that's his payday fight. And I think he deserves to pick his opponent because he didn't get to pick him this time. So I don't know if that's going to be an opportunity. You know what I mean? I guess. What happens, what happens, Ben, if, if a guy like Leon Edwards fights a guy like Connor McGregor? Is there a, is there a world where, Connor can get that fight done. I mean, 170, a guy Leon size, a guy that good at kickboxing. How do you see that playing out? Uh, a few years ago, I well, so uh, it's a difficult question to answer in the capacity of 
us talking about it today. Right. Nobody don't know what Connor. kind of Connor. Yeah. What, no, nobody's seen Connor uh, in, in a little while. So we don't know what, what he's what he's working with. A few years ago. Absolutely. I, I think you'd be stupid to say that he wouldn't be able to get that done. He got the impossible. Done. That being said, uh, I think as his style continued to evolve, as he got a little bit older. He did evolve in the wrong direction, right? It's weird. He, he, he got yeah, like he, worse. He he, uh, he he went with for the low hanging fruit, in my opinion, because being able to throw those sort of, sort of capoeira spinning attacks, so on and so forth, and be and in constant uh, movement that 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 saps your cardio. But your boxing, if you can stand and wait, and you can become an, an excellent counter puncher, great, it'll work. But it, it's it's two weapons that you're working with. I, I think if if you put him against somebody like Leon. Uh, could he get it done? Of course, it's a fight. But yeah. Anybody can get anything done on any given night. I think it would be it, it's harder said than done. It's taller, or easier I, said than done. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it was. It seemed hard for you to say, so maybe not. But the uh, I th- I think that um, I think that back to Justin Gaethje. I think that uh, looking at his future and looking at where you know uh, the the kind of prospects that are out there, the Dustin Poirier fight's probably the one that gets made. To be honest, I mean, it is violent. It is box office. But again, it's another co-main. You know, it's another it's another co-main or third third from the from the top uh, fight, depending on how the quality of the card. I think I think if Dustin Poirier and and Justin Gaethje fought today, I think Justin Gaethje would win. To be honest, I think that the way Poirier got him, I think he can make those adjustments. And I think he's a smarter fighter now than he was when they fought. I think he he does do stupid shit. How about Trevor Whitman? Is he okay? like he just smiled very strangely the entire time he was like watching uh usman like leon edwards like celebrate a, a victory over his fighter he's a really good coach he's a weird fucking guy <laughs> he's just always got this smile on and it kind of looks like that video kind of a deep cut of the ball guy in the nightclub that like smiles like this <laughs> and like looks at the camera you know what i'm talking about <laughs> and he kind of looks like that guy i don't know but faziev again it's sort of the same question it's like he kind of got gate kept uh in, in that fight like he he moved up in competition and he lost for me you run it back with those two guys like you run it back with those two guys. You, I don't know what their deal is these days with with three to five round fights. You know, title fights were supposed to only be the only five round fights. But if you could make it a main event on a fight night or a main event on a pay per view without a belt on the line and make it a five round fight, I would I would be really interested in seeing that. I'd be more interested in seeing that rematch because it was close up until the third round. It was close, and damage tells, and I get that. And I do think Justin won the fight. I'm not I'm not arguing with you there, but I think that. That rematch is more interesting to me than the rematch between him and Poirier. I, I don't think him fighting Chandler really holds any interest, unless it's like someone like Connor or something. I really don't. I don't. I don't care to fight, see, see him fight anyone else, but that fight again because I think Fiziev can go and work on some stuff and maybe do a better job. Am I wrong? Well, I think Fiziev moved up on rankings even after the loss. I think he's definitely. Now, yes. Yeah, he's at six now, and I think you know there's. I I feel like for Fiziev, first of all, I would watch those two fight every weekend because that was awesome it's just like, they would, they'd be cool, dead they'd be dead by april but sure just hang and bang like i love watching fights like that just neither guy's interested in going to the ground we're just going to throw our hands at each other but i think fiziev has a lot of opportunity here from this spot because he's got daryush he's got chandler he's got uh gamrot there's a lot of chances for him to come up and show everyone yeah, i always forget about daryush and you know who else forgets about daryush hunter campbell and dana white yeah, <laughs> like, no kidding. Nobody seems to really give a shit about that guy it's no respect it's just bizarre because he's the rodney a- danger field of the lightweight division <laughs> but you know he Fiziev's young so he doesn't need to be on a championship track right now whereas Gaethje 
I doubt he would agree to fight somebody below him now because I think he knows that it's his last chance at going and getting a belt that's not interim. Yeah, that's a fair point. Leah also pointed out to me when I was like, no, I just think Vizia's better. And she was like, and I was like, I don't think, you know, before the fight, I was like, I don't think I have like a huge bias against Gaethje. Like the guys were saying, and she was like, are you sure you don't have a bias for Fizia because he kind of looks like Ragnar Lothbrook. And I was like, oh, shit. I was like, oh, shit. I think I did do that. You know, I don't um, know if we've discussed it on this show, Dave, but should we talk about the shit list? What, what shit list? My shit list? For the list? listeners that don't know, Dave has an actual handwritten list of fighters that disappoint him that he refuses to bet on the next time, although we will bet on them from time to time. And it's it's yeah. kind of an impressive uh, crazy person thing to do, but he it's a handwritten list that he keeps in his pocket. Well, it's it's because I think I'm going to forget to not bet on Johnny Walker, and then Johnny Walker is about to fight, and I'm like, what? He's so athletic. Like, I'm going to bet on him. And then Leah, my wife, will be like, uh, he's on the list of, like, never betting again. Do you remember why? And I'll be like, oh, yeah, because I put, like, fucking $200 on him once. He was beating the ever-loving fuck out of somebody, and then he decided to knee him in the head while he was on the ground because he's an idiot. So I don't want to, it's not necessarily a shit list of people I hate. It's people that have, I don't bet on idiots. I don't like to bet on dummies. You know, I, I don't like to bet on people that are going to fuck me. I don't mind losing, but actually that brings me on to my next point. And I wanted to talk about this from yesterday. I don't mind losing, but I don't like getting fucked by morons. I want, I want you to fucking take me out to dinner and loot me up first. All right. Don't just fucking f- just stumble into me with that dumb, d- dumb guy dick. I need to know. I need to know. That I'm that I lost fair and square, and the Marvin Vittori Roman Delice fight, I did not fucking lose fair and square because Delice beat his ass for fucking three rounds, and those judges all goddamn night were fucking up. And there was one guy, I'm not sure who he was, but I know it was the same guy every time that was making these outrageous score calls every time. He turned up a lot of unanimous decisions into split decisions. He turned some shit into a he turned a majority decision in because he fucking 28 and 28 ed one guy, and he gave. Fucking Marvin Vittori, three rounds in that fight. I could see round two. You could make an argument to me about round two. I thought Delice won all three, but you could make an argument to me around round two. Round two. Vittori was running for his fucking life for that whole fight. He was desperately trying to fucking get out of those situations and not die from like those big looping overhands. Would I have liked Delice to wrestle a little bit more and like try to bully him a little bit more? Yes, but. To, to say that he that first round he he went flying across the fucking octagon from a punch and it, what did he do to win the first round who was that guy making those fucking terrible calls he gave he gave uh Fiziev, i think like two rounds uh, or or three rounds or some bullshit and Gaethje was pissed i mean look I, I know it's probably not the easiest thing in the world to be a judge but fucking hell man people's careers are on the line here you know a lot of money and and Maybe we should just go back to the old days where we find out who they are and you allow crazy people on the internet to threaten them. No, I'm just kidding. Am I? Um, ben, have you ever been in a situation where you were where you felt your, yourself judged uh, egregiously badly in in a in a post fight where you thought you won and you got a bad judging, or you you did win and you got a bad a bad scorecard? Yeah, there. I mean, there there were definitely a few times where I think I was on the right and wrong side of decisions, but uh, I never watched my fights back. So how would I know? You don't. I, Why not? <laughs> I uh, well, I I have with with uh, the earlier ones were so poorly documented that it's hard to really review. Ben's like Michelle Pfeiffer. He's like, I just can't watch my myself work. <laughs> uh, it's I, uh, too much. I notice too many things about myself. <laughs> I I do want to give Vittori some credit though, because God, I can't stand. That that guy and i never want to hear from him ever again but uh he looked 
to me, like like an improved fighter. He he his footwork was a little bit better. He wasn't as as trotting. He was kicking. Um, yeah, he and uh, and he wasn't as flat footed as as we said. But he was. He, man, he, he was getting countered perfectly. The the southpaw to orthodox fighter and the overhand right being timed and landed so great. Uh, I I don't see how you give that fight to Vittori. That that being said, good good channeling from him. Yeah, no, I thought he did better than I thought he was going to do, but I thought he still fucking lost, which was yeah, aggravating. Absolutely. Who else have Move we talked about? I didn't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> he makes me God, uncomfortable he's, too. He's he makes me uncomfortable too. He's always like me. <laughs> I, I, may, I make it a fight. <laughs> um, I think we were Gunner, spot on for Gunnar Nelson. Uh, yeah, all right, fuck it, let's do Gunnar next. I I threw a, I threw a desperation like fifty on Ryan Barbarita just to try and make a little bit of money back because I'd already had Gunnar in a parlay, so it was a little bit of a hedge. Such a stupid thing to do. Like the fucking there there was such a there's levels to this game moment. Gunnar had the layoff and and you know he's he has looked somewhat vulnerable on the feet, but I thought he looked better on the feet. I thought he looked uh, like he made a lot of improvements there. And that guy, I think, probably has a top three jujitsu game in MMA. Just thinking about the guys that off the top of my head are just pure jujitsu guys. That fucking transition to that arm bar. I knew when he when he spun and put his butt on the floor, I knew then that the the fight was over, even though there was only like 15 seconds or some shit left in the uh, in the round. I was I was like this guy's taking his arm home with him if he doesn't tap. Ben, you you said uh, very pointedly that that was beautiful. I think was the word you used. So man, I, well, his, his transitions, like you were saying, what when Gunner does when, when Gunner executes his grappling game, it is perfection. His so his cut from half guard to then full mount, his knee yeah. control was, was amazing. It looks like a it video game. Yeah, so fluid. It, it, he looked like water. He poured over uh, Barbarina. And then he did he he did this uh, like amazing it with the tiny little details in his game he controlled Barino's uh, or Barbarino how do you fucking say his name his upper his torso perfectly yeah. with his thighs controlled moved up a little bit controlled moved and then up he had a little his bit. hands like locked in the center of his of his chest and yeah. I think that Barbarino thought that he was like defending that like he was the one doing it and then Gunner was just like no one of those is mine pal. Yeah. No, yeah, controlling that arm the entire time. The only thing that I would have liked to see different is when he does spin for the arm bar, keeping uh, the pressure on your opponent on the ground, keeping them cemented to the ground, not letting your butt slide off to the floor, keeps them in it, it, no space is what you want in a position like that. Mm-hmm. Having him fall off to the side, that would that that did give a split second uh, for for a spin. If there was to like, get you're out saying there. if there was a guy with a way higher ju- defensive jujitsu game, he would have had a window to get out. And he, yes. and he probably would have known that he was waiting for that window also. So he once yeah. he feels that, he probably takes it. I've seen it before, too, because what you do then is you roll back on top of him, right? Like you try yeah. to go with him. You don't like let him take your arm away from your body. You just go with him because his weights started to like transition away. Or what do you do? Well, so so there's there's a few escapes there. What you commonly see, especially in MMA, because of the gloves, the gloves are so difficult to isolate that way. And if you and if you're able to control your own arm in that position, then you stack. So as his body falls off to the side, then you roll with the momentum. You get up and you stack, and you try to put Got his it. knees yeah, as yeah, close yeah. to his chest as possible. Mm-hmm. Or and this is a little bit more high risk. As the arm starts to go, you turn your thumb to the inside. 
drop your thumb down to the ground and then walk your your feet away on the outside towards the side. Is it high, is it high risk because you can transition to a Kimura really easily and then just like, or why is it high risk? Because you it's might- high, It's high risk because you're let, back. It's high risk because you're giving him the arm. The, the, the arm is getting fully yeah, extended yeah, yeah. and you have to turn as that happens and you have to initiate. So you, you got to do it fast. You got to do it fast. Yeah. Yeah. That's, oh, that's all super interesting. I feel like what I think a situation like that too, I feel like Gunnar Nelson has been put in positions a lot where he's kind of been put up against guys where his game gets nullified. Like he's so outclassed on the feet or he's, he's fighting a guy with like really good jujitsu defense, but also in MMA, if you get to the second or third or fourth or fifth round, the likelihood of you submitting someone, I feel like really drops because of how much sweatier they are. Right. I feel like there's gotta be a way to like, you gotta find an old boxing trainer to think his way through how to cheat at that, you know, like put some fucking baby powder in your breakfast in the morning. So it starts to come through your pores and dry you out. I don't know something, you know, there's gotta be some it's, it's, sort of trick to stay dry. Right. It, it's funny because you, you say that you guys remember Freddie Patente, the godfather of Worcester and uh, my first <laughs> boxing coach. Yeah. Um, he, uh, so, so, so when he was coaching at, at my first MMA gym, which will remain unnamed, he, uh, he, he started, <laughs> he started, no, sorry, guys, that's the name of the gym. It was called, which will remain unnamed. Uh, go check it out in Worcester. <laughs> if you really want to learn how to, Should I say it. Do- so we have to bleep it out. <laughs> no, it's too much. Yeah. Edited. Keep going. Yeah. I would never uh, talk about Worcester. He, MMA. Uh, he was, it's funny because he was such a student of the fight game in general. He yeah. like he he had been boxing forever. He still sparred at at sixty whatever he was at the time, and he was constantly looking for way for ways because when when we would box in the boys club, Carlos would teach you to hit with your thumb so that you hit in the eyeball with hooks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and and then he would say when you would throw the hook, you throw the hook, and then you quickly turn back with your elbow and you try to catch with the elbow. Since that's legal in MMA, Freddie was constantly calling for that. He'd say, throw the hook, quickly turn back with the elbow while they're not expecting it. Because in boxing, that's obviously illegal and cheating, but it happened so fast. Fucking uh, but- Delice was doing that. Every time he overextended with the overhand, he was coming back with a fucking elbow. And it didn't work even one time. But it, it felt like if he drilled that <laughs> a little bit better, it might actually be worth something, you know? Yeah. No, that's ah, fuck. That, that is interesting. OK, well, I thought we saw I thought what the theme of the night was. And I do think there is themes. I think these matchmakers are I, I'm I'm ever complimentary of the UFC matchmakers and what they do with their roster, because I think they have the ability to fuck over fighters that are annoying them. Uh, and they don't do that all the time, but they do do it. And I don't know what Bilal Muhammad did, like I said, but he's about to get fed to a fucking rancor. But what they do really well, I think, is they they stylistically pair fighters that make for entertaining fights. I think that is their sort of mission statement. And I want to do t- I want to talk very, very briefly about Jennifer Meyer and Casey O'Neill, because we said uh, we were high praise for Casey O'Neill coming into the fight. And she did lose me some money, but I'm not necessarily mad at her. Jennifer Meyer's boxing whilst obviously much improved it really annoyed me that casey o'neill couldn't figure out that she was getting hit with the same three punch combo all three rounds and she was doing nothing to adjust to it i think that she had length on jennifer meyer i think that she had uh better kicks than jennifer meyer i don't think fucking jennifer meyer threw one kick in that whole fight it's start she started to kind of get it together by the third round uh ben do you think that was ring rust actually matt do you think that was ring rust because you you were saying She's fucking ring rusty. Come, I think that was your one worry. And it was didn't look like the injury necessarily uh, was was the issue. But she definitely looked a little deer in he- headlightsy. And I will also say, by the way, it, uh, Juliana Miller was the, the lady that we were talking about in the early prelims. And her walkout, Ben, 
she did it to, to uh, Mr. Fahrenheit by Queen. And I noticed the exact same body language thing you did because she started to she started to sing along with the song and then she saw the camera on her and then she got nervous for singing along to the song. And I was like, oh, she's about to lose. <laughs> I was like, she does not look confident at all. And she was an ultimate fighter. She's the one ultimate fighter winner. She won the, the women's season. And God damn, if Dan Hardy's wife didn't just go out there and beat the fucking brakes off her. But uh, yeah, body language matters. But anyway, Matt, uh, going into uh, I mean, that's why I got my doctorate in it. Going into the Casey O'Neill and Jennifer Maya fight, I mean, Jennifer Maya put on a good performance. Like, it's not, I'm not taking anything away from her, but it was the same uh, straight hook uppercut combo that she was throwing over and over and over again. She just kept catching this girl. And it's like, where's your corner? Where's your corner telling you how to avoid a fucking boxing combination? Not in boxing. Like, I could, I, I could tell you as a watcher of boxing what to do about that. Like, just get inside when she throws that combo. You know which punch is coming when. When she throws the uppercut, go over the top. But it's not even boxing. You can just stay out in kicking range and just fucking peg her legs all fucking day. Like, what What happened in there? It, it had to have been the time off. I mean, what? She looked rusty. God, she's I a better was, fighter than that. I really think she's a better fighter than that. I was so upset because I was so hot on her. I love a return story. All right. This is a workplace. Like, Calm down. Yeah. <laughs> I felt like Maya was kind of. She is a handsome partner. woman, but like, be professional. Yeah, she's okay. Um, <laughs> I felt like Maya was an opportunity for her to come back and look strong. And man, you're right. She just didn't look like she knew what was happening to her. And it wasn't that complicated. It was it was the same thing over and over again. Yeah, that's one I, I really that's one of those set it and forget it. I, I might have bet that four fights in advance. I'm like, that's a winner. I should always know those are the losers. Unbelievable. I know. It's disappointing. I really I was high on Casey O'Neill before that, but I, I think that she's pretty raw. I think there's some stuff she has to do to improve her game. And honestly, the way uh, the, the women's divisions are going, she better hurry up because there's a lot of really good fighters out there. No kidding. Um, okay. I mean, it was a fun card. We had a really good time watching it. I hope you guys tailed some of our bets. I hope you didn't tail the ones that, uh, you know, we got wrong. I did really enjoy all the engagement we got on the videos, especially, you know, people wading into a video of Matt saying that Justin Gaethje was going to win a fight and being like, what do you mean? Justin Gaethje's awesome. It's really great to see how America's education system is is definitely not failing anyone. But next week, we have uh, Vera and Sandhagen, which is going to be, uh, I think, a really good fight. I'm, I'm, I love Cheeto. I think he's a really good fighter. Corey Sandhagen, I'm not super high on, but we can talk about that. Holly Holmes back. Uh, Holly Holmes, Whoa. you know, she's looked 45 since she was 25, but now she's actually 45. So, like, wait, you know, that's exciting to watch. She She's had a long layoff. She's been hurt. So um, we'll see what 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 Holly looks like. I'm I'm a big Holly fan, by the way. I I've been a big fan of her since I watched her head kick Ronda Rousey out of relevancy. But the um, giant after, killer. Yeah, yeah. And after that, we have what I'm very excited for at the start of April, and I hope you guys will be back to talk to me about it. Alex Pereira, who's a pathetic seven and one in MMA, which is hilarious, <laughs> is the current middleweight champion of the UFC and that re between him and uh, the, the long reigning champion Israel Adesanya. But I, I have to just quickly preview that because I want to know does, does Ben, do some athletes just have other athletes numbers? Like yeah. off, just it, from the, from the gut, you, you, you can't possibly be thinking about betting on fucking Izzy again. Right. There's no way. No, I, I think I just don't I just don't see how he does it because he's had so many opportunities. He's had every opportunity he can throw at a fighter to come back, redeem himself and win. And Izzy is an amazingly talented guy. He does he a lot yeah, of yeah. stuff. Great. Yeah. But 
you have to be perfect the entire time with Alex. Yeah. And that, and that he just does not seem to be able to maintain that perfection throughout mm-hmm. the entire in the entirety of the fight and that's all it takes that hook you know it's coming he can punch through your guard he can he sets you up it doesn't matter he'll you gotta get out of there you got to get out and, of there and you can't be leaning I, up I, against the fence like moving your head around you got to get out of there you're gonna get put away if you don't i i just don't see him winning it again i i, I think alex has his number i think somebody else will have alex's number shortly after yeah um, oh yeah someone's but, gonna come in and wrestle him and it's gonna be all over for sure but uh, but Izzy versus Alex, I think you'd you'd be stupid to uh, take the bet for Izzy. Matt, that's going to be a really fun betting card. I, I really do think it's going to be a lot of fun. There's going to be a lot like Kevin Holland's fighting. He loves to lose me money. That kid, Paul Rosas Jr., who, you know, his face looks like it was made out of like children's Play-Doh, but he's a really, really good fighter. Ponzinibbio is the one fighting Kevin Holland. That's going to be good. And then Gilbert Burns and Jorge Masvidal. And I'm really looking forward to the early lines on that because I could not possibly put enough money on Gilbert Burns. So like that's going to be that's going to be a fun betting card, right? But I will say this resident casual here. Right now, I'm pretty hot on Izzy. We'll see how we are when we get close to the fight. <laughs> but boy, oh boy, do I love a Creed two story. And I think we got one Bruin, boys. Yeah, yeah. I love the story of the worst of the Creed movies as Whoa. well. Okay. Well, fair. I mean, it is, though. I, and it's based off the thing is, and this is the thing people forget. Rocky four was like a it was a it was an event, right? It was during the Cold War. Rocky saves everybody from the Cold War or whatever. It wasn't the best Rocky movie by a long stretch. Like They get progressively worse. Three was better than four. Three was 100% better than four. But on the theme of Rocky, congratulations to Leon Rocky Edwards uh, for securing, again, the welterweight title and opening up a lot of fun stuff to happen in welterweight. I'm really looking forward to that. A lot of really good cards coming up and a lot to talk about over the next few weeks. So tune in here if you dare to check my oil. Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Alpert. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Unapologetically Fab. Get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it. We're all about changing the narrative, leaning into who you are, and living a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success. This is Unapologetically Fab. An electric cast production. See you there. Electric acid. Electric acid. Welcome to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing, where we harmonize your mind, body, and soul. I'm Amanda, your sound therapy expert. And I'm Stephen, the curious explorer uncovering the mysteries of sound. Together we explore vibrations, frequencies and the power of sound therapy and tuning forks. Discover ancient wisdom, reduce stress and tune into a healthier life. Subscribe to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing today. Electric acid.